it's okay to admit that there are different levels of expertise. And so sometimes it's just having someone or a company that has proven really deep expertise across industries, across companies come in and say it, it just hits different. For right or wrong, that's just the reality of of what happens so many times. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. All right, and there we go. Now we're recording. So what's going on? What's new? I feel like I've deserved a good soak in the hot tub. Yeah, I have. You've had a crap ton of snow to shovel. Yeah, I think we had 16 inches. Uh, We had 16 inches, um, which is doable. The problem was yesterday when my daughter wanted to leave the house, it wasn't that we had 16 inches. It was on some parts of the driveway, there was an inch. And at some parts of the driveway, there was almost 40 inches because the wind oh, had kind of drifted. drifted it. And so like I have a snowblower, but it was a good foot and a half, two feet above the entrance of the snowblower. So even though And now, and now the kids are out trying to shovel the driveway and the city's coming by and saying, oh, we could move that. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, even though I have a, a snowblower, it was a workout. It took me over two hours to clear the snow so she could leave, get her car out of the, out of the driveway. So it was a, it was a big one. So, but uh, I guess we need the water. Yeah. I mean, we haven't gotten any kind of snow out here. It's actually been a very, very mild winter. I mean, we still have March to get through. Lousy smarch weather. Exactly. And smarch can come kick you in the ass if you're not careful. It seems like every year it does that. Yeah. But I'm curious how many of our listeners get the lousy smarch weather joke. (laughs) Lousy smarch weather. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good one. Yeah. A good one. What's new with you? Uh, we sold our house. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, deal closed last night. I thought we talked yesterday, and you were wasn't sold. It was not sold yet. No, it. Uh, we got a deal last night. Uh, nice. We got two deals. One had a lot of. It, 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 it seemed good on the surface, but when you looked into it, there was definitely some some concerns. Lots of conditions. Yeah, a lot of conditions, a lot of contingencies. The other one was a phenomenal deal very few contingencies so we signed everything last night and one of the things was a quick close so i'm like mm. i want to get this saga over with so yeah. let's let, let's get this done so we close in 30 days wow well congrats on that thanks so we're gonna go live with my wife's parents for a little bit um and then start looking for for something new you know the idea was is just like 
to, to be blunt, the housing prices here, right where we're at, our particular neighborhood are insane. So it's mm. like when they're up, they're up here, but when they're down, they're really down. Mm. So sell before, you know, sell when the market's hot, kind of yep. hang out with my in-laws for a little bit, help them. They've been talking like they're ready to downsize. So go help them downsize uh, for the next few months and then start looking for, for something new. I eventually want to find something out close to where my mom is. Um, my mother-in-law wants to get, you know, she says she wants to get something smaller. So yeah, uh, help her find something and, you know, we'll see and we'll see how things go. So we only have a couple more episodes left that we're going to be recording in this studio. All right. <laughs> and, and we have a new view today. We haven't had this yeah. view with the, like the comfy chair in the background. Yeah. Like, I, cause that's the thing I've been cleaning this up, preparing to sell it. So I've been moving stuff around and, so yeah, I got the the recliner in the background, the shelf, the pictures back up, and yeah, the pictures went back up for as part of the showing. <laughs> They're gonna come right back. Yeah, down. I hear you. Well, cool. Congrats on that. Yeah, and I mean, we we had a great realtor to work with. Um, you know, the, this was the first house I have owned, so this mm-hmm. was the first house I've sold. So kind of going through all the details with him and, and whatnot, he really guided us through through the process. So, I mean, it was definitely worth the money pay, you know, we're, we're paying him. I mean, I think that's going to be the, the differentiator. I was talking with someone yesterday, you know, there's so many, whether it's products or services, people are just going through the motions and real estate, I think, is a market ripe for disruption where it's like, well, you pay me three and a half percent, you pay me three percent and it just what is it is what it is. But it's like, no, there's going to be lots and lots of options available. And I want to go with someone that's going to bring expertise and guide me and make it a good experience. And it's no longer going to be okay. I think buyers are going to become more and more discerning. And are going to beg for more expertise, better experiences, and just going through the motions just isn't going to cut it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because like last year, we had started doing stuff like big projects around the house, put a new awning on. I, I completely reworked the side of the house to make it more like um, like a hangout spot. Um, we got all new kitchen appliances. We're talking about brand new kitchen cabinets and everything. And it was in the fall when we decided to do this, and we put a pause to like everything we've been working on. Mm-hmm. And then started just, okay, what do we need to, to touch up? What, what are some of the things to, to really clean up? That may have been just part of like, if we did like a full remodel of the kitchen, it would have been torn out, but like, what do we touch up with paint and whatever, everything, painting the basement, painting a couple of the bedrooms. And of course we fell into the trap of, we start seeing every little flaw. So we start going down those roots of like, every little detail and we had him come over one time he's like you're doing fine in fact you're getting too too detailed like these are the must-haves to have it ready for sale yeah. these are the things people are going to look for the effort you're spending say here here and here people are going to replace it anyway so don't spend your your effort there spend your effort here and so he did he helped guide us when we started going down um these roads of focusing on things that we shouldn't have and we're not we're not of actually any value mm. That's awesome. Glad you found a good one. Yeah. And it actually gives me a good segue, completely unintended, but I saw it and I started to go with it. Um, so I want to continue our conversation today around digital analytics agencies. So in our last episode, we talked about agency red flags. Um, today, I want to talk about why would a company want to work with a digital analytics agency? Um, you know, you, you mentioned there about like, you know, just hiring someone for the sake of hiring someone. Yeah. Uh, bandwidth. 
whatever. Um, but like, why would someone specifically digital analytics? What are you really looking to get out of an agency or what kind of agency is really going to provide value to you? Well, and value is kind of a loaded term because what one might value, someone else might not value, right? So I, I think it's it's definitely important to understand and ask that question, why are we hiring? And it, I was actually going to post on one of our um, brand accounts yesterday about this and I didn't get to it, but um, I, I, I think it's a challenge and I'll try to stick specifically with, with digital analytics, but I think it applies to agencies and service services in general is is lots of times you kind of get some sort of itch or something where it's like oh we need we need outside help but you don't spend the time thinking but what do we want to get what do we want to walk away with and and i think unfortunately that leads to lots of bad experiences for both the client hiring the consultancy and the consultancy um, as well. And so I, I think it's definitely worth the effort. And hopefully you find a good consultancy is c- kind of going to your realtor example, where they're not trying to be all things to all people. They're not trying to sell you something. They're trying to educate, right? In that um, hopefully if you're talking to an analytics agency, they're taking the time to say, hey, why are you hiring an analytics agency? Because we might not be a good fit for you. Um, and I think that's an important conversation to have. And so I think there's a few reasons why people do it. So we we talk about, you know, we talked about bandwidth. Bandwidth is the most popular reason why people hire consultants. But really, I, I have a hard time calling bandwidth consultants. It's really more contractors. And we may be splitting hairs on terminology, but it really is a difference in how people are positioned and the work that it's expected. But man, we've been doing this a long time. How many fully staffed analytics teams have we ever seen in our history? I I can think of maybe one or two with all the companies we've worked with. It, on the norm is, is they're actually very understaffed. Very understaffed. And this has been a historical problem. Um, and so really that continues to be one of the most popular reasons why companies bring on analytics agencies is, is bandwidth, truly bandwidth. You know, they have while they may not be able to hire for some reason, it's a different budget, it's a different line item, it's not as big of a commitment, we can bring in consultants. Um, And so that's what these companies are doing in order to help um, address this historic um, understaffing of analytics teams, they'll look to bring in an agency for warm bodies. We just need, we need people to come in and help. We're overworked. Um, So, so that's number, number one. Um, And I, I, completely understand the the need to to do that i the value to the company really is more in the people than the work getting done honestly because oftentimes that work that's being done is pretty mediocre um at, at best but what it does do is it takes a lot of weight off of the employees which is valuable right like we've seen lots and lots of really good employees at companies that are on the verge of just full burnout um and so if you can avoid that burnout by bringing in some bandwidth help it, you know, there, there's definitely a value to that. I think as you start talking about more and more valuable types of engagements with an analytics consultancy, there's really two reasons why we've seen companies that want to maybe invest more deeply in a consulting relationship and they want one of two things or a combination of these things. Uh, and that is number one, it should, is probably obvious, is expertise. Right. We, 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 we simply don't have the expertise in house to do this. Um, and, and first of all, props to companies that are willing to admit that 
because I don't think that's easy, especially in a business world where it's really hard to say we don't know or we don't have expertise, right? Like we're supposed to be experts on everything, even if we're not, you know, we can't show weakness that we don't know everything. So, you know, major props to companies that have built an environment where it's okay and safe to say, we don't have expertise on this. And we want to develop expertise. And the way to do that is we want to partner with an expert analytics agency to help us to develop that expertise internally. That is an awesome, healthy place to be. Um, and, and then the third reason is for objectivity. You know, we, you and I have talked about this a lot in the things that, that we are trying to do. You know, we get so in the weeds and so in the motions of everything we do, sometimes we lose sight of what we're trying to do, right? It's the whole, you shouldn't, you shouldn't spell check your own work. You shouldn't check your own code. You know, you need someone else to look at it because we're so into it that we often miss things that are just right in front of our face. So the ability to bring in, you know, just that third party is in, important, but even more valuable is the fact that you're not part of the culture. You don't have to play the political games. And so consultants oftentimes can say things that their partners on the client side want to say, but can't because of all of those risks. Um, and so being able to come in and, and give an objective opinion because I have no dog in this fight is incredibly valuable. And I learned this early in my career. There was, uh, I, I'm probably lots of people on this podcast know of this person, but I, I won't say the name, but this person billed out an incredibly high hourly rate for their services. And I was irritated about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, this is crazy. Um, but someone I truly admire and respect stepped in and said, do you realize how cheap those services are? What they're doing is going in and saying what needs to be said to these businesses that the people that work for these businesses can't say, and it instantly destroys walls and barriers and blockers with a one hour meeting. You know, what, what they're charging a thousand bucks for that meeting is cheap, you know? So I'm like, I get it. I get it. So those are really the big three reasons that, that we see from an analytics perspective. Hey, we just need bandwidth. We're overworked. We don't have expertise in house and we want to develop that. And we want to do that by partnering with a true, uh, an agency that's wants to guide us and wants to teach us and help us become experts. Um, and then number three is, is that objectivity piece, you know, someone from the outside that literally can come in and call it like it is. Yeah. And it, it is interesting. I've been seeing that more and more with, with engagements that we've had, um, over the last couple of years, <clears throat> the objectivity piece that is being able to, to come in and tell them like it is and tell them what they need to do and have someone there say, we've been saying this for, for, yeah. for forever and yeah. nobody wants to tackle They weren't it. listening to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Right. But it's, it feels good that we can finally help remove that, that blocker for them. Yeah. And that's ultimately what it is, is, is our job is to come in and remove that blocker so they can, they can go in and do what they need to do. But it is funny as, as you go through that list, I've been like thinking back and I've been seeing more and more of that, more and more of where we are that objective voice and that voice that can remove blockers. Yeah. And, and ultimately 
again, like it, it's such a 180 for where I started my career being so upset about that to a point where that's what we're offering. Um, and, and what's cool is, you know, we're doing that for the companies we work with, but we're also doing that with our content, with our podcast. You know, I, I've lost track of how many people who have reached out personally and said, like, I really appreciate you guys publishing that or saying that, like, I, I, I need, I need to say that, but I can't, but I can certainly share that you guys are saying it with my boss and their, and their boss. And it's, it's powerful and it's impactful. So thank you. (laughs) You know, so we, you know, we're in a position where we truly can say lots of things that need to be said that people want to say, but they just don't feel like they have the safety to, to do so. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Um, why is that? Like, what is it with outside consultants, outside teams being able to come in, state the obvious, state what the teams internally have been saying for forever, and finally get those in charge, um, management, senior management, to agree to move forward with it? I, I think there's a couple main reasons. Um, one, if one, I think is the more healthy reason is it's just true expertise, right? And that's not to downplay the value and the experience of of those within the organization, but sometimes bringing in a true, like proven, recognized industry expert just makes that conversation so, so much easier, right? Like, so let, let's say that I'm running a, a local restaurant and I'm trying to get my my team to do something a certain way and they're not listening to me. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to go call up Chef Ramsey and have him come in and tell you guys it's going to hit different, right? It just is. And that isn't to say I'm not a great chef, but it's just a different level and it's okay, right? Like it's okay to admit that there are different levels of expertise. And so sometimes it's just having someone or a company that has proven really deep expertise across industries, across companies, come in and say it, it just hits different. For right or wrong, that's just the reality of of what happens so many times. The other thing is, is they don't have to mince their words. And and I think that this is a really important concept to, to think through in that if I'm an employee, I have to be really careful, right? I have to play this political game. I'm in this top down management structure that if I I upset the wrong person, I'm going to lose my job, or maybe I get pigeonholed and I don't get promoted. I don't get my bonuses. So I have to really craft my words really, really well. And, and it just doesn't, again, it doesn't hit as hard, right? Because I've had to soften the message. I've had to play the political game and, and be a bit more of a diplomat, right? Where someone from the outside comes in and if they're a true expert, they don't give a shit if you fire them or not, because there's another gig coming, right? So it's like, I'm going to tell you guys what you need to hear. I'm not going to soften it. I'm not going to mince any words. I'm not going to try to play political games with the positioning. This is what you guys need to hear. Do you want to hear it? And and again, like it's just going to hit different. It's going to hit harder because they're not packaging it up to be all warm and fuzzy. They're telling you what you need to hear. It, it reminds me a lot of um, we, we talk a lot about the wolf internally, about how we, we operate. But if you remember the scene from Pulp Fiction where the wolf shows up to help clean up the car. Love and, it. I used, by, by the way, real quick before you go on. I yeah. just want to say, like, I've used it in a couple different situations, even in my personal life recently, where it's, I've got that clip bookmarked, and I'm like, this is what I mean. 
I'll, I'll cut out the I'll, I'll cut out the swearing. But he comes in. He's curt, right? He's to the point. He's like, all right, here's what I need to get done. You do this. You do this. You do this. We'll get this done. Boom. We're going to be home free. And they're upset, right? What? I mean, a please. Would, you know, can you soften the message? Can you make it sound a little nicer? And he's like, pretty please. You know, with sugar on top. Clean the beep car. You know, like, um, but but that's it, right? Like, you know, they're they're kind of expecting this business approach that we've been accustomed to where we're going to soften the message and make sure everyone feels good about it. And he's like, and he's coming in as the consultant saying, look, if you guys are in trouble, if you want to fix this, boom, boom, boom. And they're like, oh, please would be nice. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, get the shit done. Right. And, and, and that's what a really, really good expert consultant can do and why that advice hits different than an employee, because they're not playing that game of packaging it up with the please and thank you. They're saying, if you guys want to survive, if you guys want to get through this, here's what you got to do. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Yeah. And, and I do. I just, I love that scene and it has, it's become just such a go-to because yeah, just the, specifically one, you know, one personal situation. I'm just like, if I'm feel, if you feel like you're being rushed, it's because you is, you are, you have, you've run out of time. You've put off decisions for a long time and now you're being forced to make it. And I'm the one who has to force you to make it. That's the value of a strong consultant, right? Yeah. So let me, and you you may not, and you may, and they may not like it, but the people that are logical enough will come back and say, man, Jim, you were, you kicked my ass, but thank you. I needed that. It got me to where I needed to be. Yeah. Cause you, you, you just, you need that every once in a while. And so like you, you were talking about like the tiers of, of engagements or the tiers of the three different reasons why someone would bring in a digital analytics agency. And, yeah. you know, in this case, you went through the objectivity, you know, this is wrong. This is bad. You need to fix this. You can't make these decisions, you know, the objectivity and being able to say things. Yeah. How does that differ with the expertise? Cause wouldn't the objectivity come from expertise? Or well, is- it does. Yeah, go ahead. Or as I was going to say, and it might be a little bit of a leading question, or is the objectivity just the next step in the expertise? Yeah, it it is the next level. It can't exist without the expertise for sure. But often, oftentimes, just because you're an expert doesn't mean you bring that objectivity, right? There's lots of agencies that can bring in expertise around analytics, but and and here's the differentiator it comes down to the almighty dollar, right? So they're going to be very, very careful how they approach that line of objectivity because what do they want? They want a renewal. They want an expansion. They want a continued engagement. And so they may they may internally say, man, these guys really need to hear X, Y, and Z. And they get all passionate about it and pumped up. But when they get in front of the client, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, you guys are just good. You guys are doing good. Like, all right, so here's how you do this. Like, they're, they're stay away from that objectivity line because once you get into that realm of objectivity, you have to put at risk upsetting people. Not because you want to, but because you're being, again, like the wolf, you're being curt and to the point because time is of the essence. And if you guys want to get this right and want this to work for you, I don't have time to put on the soft padded gloves and walk you through this. We got to get through this now 
And, the, and, and that can be scary, right? Because you could get a client that's like, whoa, these guys are like jerks, man. Like we don't want to work with them. And now all of a sudden, you know, my engagement is in question. So you have lots of analytics agencies that are true experts, but they will never put a foot in that bucket of being objective because they don't want to risk their engagements. The crazy thing is, though, is when you do that, you're you not only rarely put at risk engagements because your expertise and your willingness to say it, tell it like it is, is so appreciated that it helps actually create a better, deeper relationship that retains clients. So it's kind of a uh, a bit of a paradox there where you think, ah, we can't cross this line because it's going to put things at risk. But the reality is, is it actually makes the relationship stronger, at least from, from, from our experience. Yeah, there was maybe about two months ago, um, uh, I had been assessing a new, new client and just, I came back to like some hard truths that they hadn't even thought of. And it was like, how do I deliver this? And yeah, I, I definitely couched it. I definitely use some of this stuff from, uh, the Chris Voss playbook. Mm -hmm. Um, and after I delivered some very damning things, like, I mean, I was very direct with them. And he said, like, I want you guys to feel like you don't have to couch your words. You don't, you know, that you have to pull punches. Tell us it like it is. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And and, and I want to be careful because that's not to say that there isn't a time for the Chris Voss approach, right? There isn't a time for the, um, what is it, the late night DJ voice? Yeah, right? I, I did there, the accusation there, audit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm not saying just go in and just tear stuff up to tear stuff up, right? Yeah. Like, no. there, there, there's still a structure and an organized way we go about things. But if we're holding off from delivering insights, expertise, and recommendations because we're scared that it may come across the wrong way, that's that's where the problem is. And, and that's where there's a huge differentiator between agencies that are strong experts and agencies that are strong experts and are willing to bring their objectivity. It's, it's, it's a night and day difference between those uh, two types of agencies. And that's okay, right? I'm not saying one's better than another. Like all, in fact, all of the different models and things that you can bring as an agency are very valuable and helpful. You just have to, as an agency, know who you are and what combination of those things you bring. And if your answer is, well, we do everything for everyone, eh, wrong, you don't, you know, you're going to be a mediocre failure at doing that. Um, and, and also on the client side, which one, which combination of those things do you want? And that's what, you know, kind of how we started out this conversation is, you know, how do you find an agency that's right for you? Well, you have to know, first of all, like, why are we bringing in an agency, right? If you're bringing in an agency because you want them to have objectivity, but you're bringing in an agency that excels at bandwidth, you're going to be dis disappointed, right? And they're going to be disappointed because you're going to be mad at them all the time because they're not delivering we have to be clear in our intentions of why we're doing that on both sides. Uh, again, if, if we're just trying to sell and a company's just trying to hire, we're, we're, we're risking them being a mismatch. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as agencies, we need to be comfortable knowing what we do and helping educate through the sales process and not trying to sell everybody, just trying to sell the ones that are right fit for what we offer based on what they're looking to achieve. Yeah, like tell me some of the stories where like you've been talking to a prospect and you can see that it's 
you know, like they, 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 they don't have a re like, they're just, they're going out and interviewing analytics agencies because they're being told they have to, like, they don't have a really good reason they're doing it because, Hey, everybody else is doing it. Yeah. I mean, so I asked the question, like, why, why are you guys hired? Well, so I ask it in two ways. Why, why are you guys looking to bring in an analytics agency? Why are you talking to me? And the first tell is if they don't have an articulate answer right away to both of those questions, I know it's a fishing expedition, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm willing to put in a little bit of work on a fishing expedition, but not much, right? Like I am not going to help you figure out why you're trying to do what you do. You go figure it out. And if you're talking to me for a specific reason, then let's figure that out. If you're just talking to me because, you know, you found us in the phone book, you know, you did a Google search and we came up and we're with 10 others, I'm not interested. You know, go work with someone else um, because I just don't have the time to have those conversations with everyone that's doing a fishing expedition to help them understand what they're looking for in an agency partner. I only want to invest my time in helping companies that said, look, we're looking for an analytics agency that has incredibly deep expertise, that understands business and is willing to put you know, their, 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 their reputation on the line by saying what needs to be said when it needs to be said. Cool. That's us. Let's, let's talk and see if, you know, culturally we're the right fit. We have the right model for you. We have, you know, let's talk about that. But if you can't articulate a, why in general you're looking for an analytics partner and B why 33 six is on that list. I'm not sure I have the time to help with that. Yeah. Because I mean, it's safe to say that you know, like it, it, there are companies that feel they just have to go hire an agency because they've been told you need, you need this. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's said, someone said they needed it. Right. Marketing, their marketing agency says, oh, we need an analytics agency to deploy all this stuff so we can get this data so we can charge you more for our ads. That we're, like someone is pushing them to do it. And so they're just like, I don't know. I just got to go hire someone. Right. So I guess in those cases, it's probably better for them to, well, it's better for them not to hire before they put in the time. Um, but if, if, if not, then I, no, I don't know. I don't know what advice to have for that, that cohort other than don't hire until you've thought really hard about what you're trying to solve for and what type of agency and that. And that's the problem again. And I, I'm going to try to, again, stay focused on, on analytics agencies, but this is true of agencies in general when they say, Oh, you're an analytics consultancy. So you're like everyone else. I'm like, literally we're not like anyone else. <laughs> You know, it was exactly the opposite of what you just said. But in, in so many people's minds and sadly in so many people's minds with budget within businesses, when you say analytics consultancy, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, they're all the same. I'll just go pick one. Right. But literally, no, they're not all the same. They're vastly different. You have to know what you're looking for in order to buy the right. It's like anything else products or services you know it's like saying every car is the same every house is the same no they're incredibly different right so you have to understand why you're doing it so you can find the right thing for you otherwise it's just a crapshoot right like you don't know what you're gonna end up with and that's why so many people so many companies have bad experiences with consulting is because they have no idea why they're hiring or what they're hiring for they just again it's well, they're the cheapest. Well, my buddy knows someone that worked there. Well, so-and-so on, you know, at this conference said that these guys are the best. So I'm going to, no, that's a horrible way to do it, you know? And so they do it and they bring in that agency. They have no idea why. They have no idea what 
expertise or objectivity or what that agency solves for. And so the chances are pretty high, greater than 50, 50, you're going to have a bad experience. And then they say, yep, every, every consulting experience is bad. Well, part of it is there's a lot of bad consulting agencies. And a big part of it is a lot of companies don't know what they're hiring for. So they hire a mismatch. And of course we have bad experiences. The only way to overcome that is to put in the time to figure out what exactly are we hiring for and go out and do the work. And hopefully you find a handful of analytics agencies that are open and honest and transparent and are willing to have that dialogue with you to see if we're a good match or not. So how does all of this tie back to the concept of sustainable analytics we've been talking about? Like, well, you know, if take- you, yeah, I mean, if you want, if, if some, if sustainable analytics is important to you and you're going to bring in an agency to help with that, but you don't make it clear on which of those three components or combination you're looking for. And you're like, eh, well, agency X is the cheapest, you know, and they're going to give us 500 hours a month and we're going to go with that. And they bring bandwidth to the engagement and they don't think about sustainability, they're not taking a future backwards approach, how likely are you to develop an analytics program that's sustainable? It's not, right? So again, it's it's really important and hopefully everybody's thinking about sustainability. Um, and if you are, then I, that needs to be upfront in conversations. If I'm talking with an analytics agency and I'm not asking them, what, what's your stance on building a sustainable analytics model? You know, How do you take a future backwards approach to your data collection architecture? If, if those things are important to you and you're not asking those questions, you're not having that dialogue with a potential partner, again, your chances are greater than 50-50 that you're going to find an agency that isn't going to fulfill that for you, which is going to make it incredibly difficult for you to build a sustainable analytics practice. Yeah, that was really well said. And I don't have any Thank follow-up you. questions. <laughs> I, I saw the gears turning. You're like, but this is such a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't want us to beat a dead horse with this, but I want us to cover this as its own episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, like focusing on why would a company want to work with, you know, work, work with a digital analytics agency? Because just like we see it with technology. I mean, like it's super apparent when it comes to technology and vendors. Mm-hmm. While our competitors are using, are building a CDP. So we have to build a CDP. You know, this major publication is talking about data lake houses. We need to build a data lake house, even though it's a term that's existed only for six months. You know, we, we, we need yeah. to build this. We need to build that. And what no one really talks about, though, or what is not as obvious is, is people feeling the need, well, our competitors are hiring this agency. We need to go hire one. I, I think you're like pushing my buttons for, for a reason. Um, I'm not, but if I am, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> but, but no, it's the, it's the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome, right? And there's a specific agency analytics agency in our space that saw hyper growth, um, put a lot, a lot of money into brand and marketing had big uh, presence at all the conferences and so you see all these companies using their services and then you talk to these companies like, yeah, we're so disappointed in what they're offering us. I'm like, why did you hire them? Well, all of our competitors are using them, so they must be good. I'm like, well, if all of your competitors were jumping off a bridge, would you jump <laughs> come on, like you got to think about your business. You got to think about why you're doing it, not why, why your competitor's doing it. 
Like you should be overjoyed that your competitors are using a crappy analytics agency. Go hire a good one. And now all of a sudden you have a competitive advantage. Don't level the playing field by going and hiring the same crappy analytics agency that all your competitors are using just because Mm -hmm. everyone else is using them. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And again, like I think it was two weeks ago, we were talking about how I went down this rabbit hole of like Steve Jobs quotes and interviews and stuff like that. And the one, one of the ones I sent you, which was, you know, like the, um, like all of the major things that you've seen done are done by people no smarter than you. Like that, that, that's way oversimplified, oversimplifying it and way really paraphrasing it but the idea was is like you know the people that have made a difference they're they're no smarter than you and you come in you think these big businesses because they've gotten to their size are much smarter than that they really are and they fall for those simple tricks of keeping up with the joneses so and so got a new car we gotta go get a new car someone so got a dog we gotta get a dog so and so hired x agency we gotta hire that agency it's yeah, also so it's, it's also true on the agency side, and I've been really big into uh, a lot of these people that are at the lead and top of their game saying the same thing. Like we're we're no we're no more athletic or smarter than than anyone else. What's made the difference is we've stuck stuck to our uh, our game long right when it gets hard we 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 go through it and most agencies chase the dollar they chase the hot fad right like oh now we're into ai or now we're into data lakes and before we were into this and they're just chasing what's hot and they're only taking a short term approach you're not going to build anything sustainable or elite taking that approach. So if you're looking for an analytics agency, you need to look for ones that are like, look, we're going to take, it may not be sexy. It may not be the hot trend. It may not be, you know, we may not grow and be the fastest growing, you know, Inc. 500 five years in a row, but it's because we're taking a sustained long-term future backwards approach. And if that's something that's interesting to you, more stability to reach elite levels, that's how these people do it. It's like, again, no smarter than anyone else. No, no more athletic, but we have the, uh, what's, what's the right word? The drive, not the drive, the stick to itness. That's, <laughs> the, that's the word I was going to go to. Yeah, you know, like these things are really, really hard. And Steve Jobs talks about, it. he's like, you gotta, you have to have passion for what you're doing because these things are really, really hard. And the only way to do them is to have the passion to grind through the difficulty for years and years to make these things work. And that's the approach that, that we take. Yeah, totally. So I think that's a, that's a good place to, to wrap up on this topic. We're going to wrap up on the theme of digital analytics agencies next week. Um, and, and really dig into what should you do to find the agency that is right for you? Like, what are some awesome. of the questions you need to ask? What are Ooh, you, I like that be, one. Beyond just, you know, today I wanted to prime the pump with why does a company want to hire one, hire an agency? Then it's how do you find the one that's right for you? Because as you pointed out early in this episode that, you know, each agency is different. There's different reasons why agencies exist just as, just as much as there's different reasons why you want, why you want to hire one. So it's how do you find the right one for you? So that's coming next week. Looking forward to that one. Cool. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up there for this week. And we will catch everyone later. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. 
If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.